have you in the house in jesus mighty name god bless you everybody online let's get some word inside of you and get a bit of revelation and understanding and the holy ghost will help us um, to get some things done for the glory of god hallelujah the title of my sermon this morning is the lion within we are dealing with a series around uh play the man which has got to do with uh, developing the right image on the inside of every single man, every boy and every girl. So every girl would actually know when she has to have a conversation. What do I speak about? You don't have to go and speak about Sumizi and uh, Beyonce and all the other people that you want to speak about. You got conversations. These are conversation pieces. You can have, take a photo and sit down and he says, so what do you want to speak about? I said, can I speak about where we're going to? What do you see? And also is the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. That's what that image is all about. Let's understand the power of this moment. John chapter 3 verse 8, 5 to 8. We are dealing with Ezekiel who saw these four faces. And for many men, they've been struggling with the idea of their identity. I am on a mission and you keep on praying for me that we get the training materials out the way it should be and the book the way it should be so that we can develop every young boy, every young girl, every mother know exactly how to pray for her sons and her daughters and the kind of man that you're looking for and also for every wife to know how to pray for their husbands. And so every single person will be clear about what you're looking for. And so the reason why we put these images in front of you is because you, you cannot enter into anything you've not seen. And the reason why we're dealing with a generation that's in such trouble is because we've not preached the right image on the inside of them. The men don't know what, they, what, what to look for anymore. They don't even know who they are anymore. When I heard the story with one of my meetings with my, my children's ministry this week and heard about a 15-year-old that's mother and father approved the fact that he's no longer a boy and paid for the operation. 15. No, not in America, in South Africa. You better have your story straight, parents. You better be clear about this message. You've got to be clear when you're raising your children. You've got to be clear about what every one of these images mean. Don't you leave the, your children to the world to tell them who they are. Can I give you something personal? Four girls in that house. Mommy and daddy. I'm the oldest boy. I've been taken care of by my sisters. And all I'm seeing, there's no guns or playing around with anything. I'm seeing every morning when I see you put on lipstick. And you got bags. And you do your hair. And I'm walking around the way I want to. Someone's going to stand and tell you, that's not for you. Because now you get up when you're 15, you say, I feel like. And take the father out of the, out of the image. A fa I, have, I have a father, a loving father. And it never went that way because, I mean, thank God for this grace. But if there's no male image even that looks like a man in the house, what would I have become like? It would have been easy play games with them, act like them, 
There's a whole lot of problems. And, you know, people come up with all kinds of stuff. I am just telling you now that there could have been a time where I could have actually said, like, you know, maybe. I'm also. I'm surrounded with these girls all the time. I want to look like you and I want to be like you. So I'm 15 years old and I have an operation. You just think about that. Let's go past trying to fight that. I'm not here for that. I love everybody. That's not my point. The point is that the church and the fathers, or let me not even say the fathers, the church, it's our problem. That we've not taught this. That no man really even knows who they really, really are. Do I roar? Can I roar? Can I have a dream? Can I weep in worship? Can I worship the Lord? I mean, you were told cowboys don't cry in the house. No, no, don't cry, boy. Cowboys don't cry. Jesus wept. I'll wait right there. Because there's a whole bunch of things that you tell your child that he's not allowed to, you know. We, we try and change everything in this young boy. And he wakes up absolutely confused. Because nobody's given him his identity. Now, hear what I say this to you. When I say this to you. The very first gift, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. We'll come back to this. The very first gift that God gave man originally. Then God said, let us make man in our image. The very first gift you were given is the image of God. Now pay attention to that. Because the enemy knows it. The thing you gaze upon, is the thing you become. If God's not there, someone else is. Something else is. And the more they make a noise about how great it is to have, you know, a different image, they're trying to destroy that fatherly image in every part of society. You have fathers there that's not even really properly celebrated. And when you speak about men, it's, it's like, you know, the heads go down and the condemnation and the fear because you don't feel like you're anything when you're looking back and you're thinking, but I didn't have a father that showed off all of these images. And now the condemnation is in there. And it never started with you. It started with Adam because God made him in his image and in his likeness. Now watch the importance of this. The image has got to do with the class. It's the identity. Likeness has got to do with the ability to function. The image lets you know the class you were in. So the Holy Ghost comes, the Bible says, God breathed into Adam and he became a, a living soul. And man became a living soul. So when Adam sins, he loses the Holy Spirit because God cannot dwell with unrighteousness and, and sin. So there's a separation between heaven and earth. And what you're left with is a man in the earth that's got to make it up as he goes along. When Jesus comes back and comes through the Gospels, it's so beautiful to see a man's man. One clap in the church. Have you never seen a man's man? Come on. Come on, we, we know that. It's in the Gospels. Come on, is Jesus not the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You have to do better than just, 
you know, a little petty clap. He is the man's man. He is the leader of leaders. He is the one that we follow. He is the image. He is the image. He is the image of the invisible God. You've not seen God. No one has seen God. But the Bible says He's given us His image. He's the image that you look to. I think it's in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. But the image is the thing that you lost. And I tell you something that is important for you to understand. Why you need to raise your sons and daughters and that you need to make sure that even with your husband and all that is in there, that the image is right. Have a look at this scripture. Really interesting. It's found in the book of Luke chapter 20, verse 20. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be righteous. That they may seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the governor. So these Pharisees and these sad, you see, people, they're trying to trip Jesus up. Because he's claiming he's come from above. He's claiming that his father, that God is his father. And he's got no identity issues, no inferiority complex. And they're trying to trip him up. He says, then they asked him saying, teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly. You wicked spirit. And you do not show personal favoritism. But teach the way of God in truth. That's who you are. They turn on and say, is it lawful for us? I mean, you claiming your kingdom comes from, you, you, you got another government? You claiming you're the king of this new kingdom? Is it lawful for us then, if we come and follow after you, to, for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness. And he said to them, why do you test me? Show me a denarius. Whose image and inscription does it have? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. But they could not catch him in his words in the presence of the people, and they marveled at his answer and kept silent. Years a kingdom key. Why you must pay attention to the image. You religious people that like to keep Jesus still on the cross. And wear it. It's the image you have in front of you. That's why there's no power in your life. The cross represents God's love for you. His resurrection Sunday shows, displays His power in you. That's why there's no power in religion. It's a form of godliness, no power. You've got to be careful about the images you look up to every single day. And every man must develop this on the inside of them. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Watch and write this down. It's a good one to tweet as well. The image that you form is the image that you pay homage to. The image that you form on the, that, you, that you've created is the image that you're going to pay your whole life for, even in death.
Because your first gift is that you were made in the image of Almighty God. That's your first gift. The reason why people are anxious is because they've created this image that only education is the answer. And they have a God that they've made. It's in Babylon. So when Babylon tells you that the, that, that the petrol's going up, you get all nervous and you go to your budget and we can't go do this and cut back here and, 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 and. And listen to all the news. We broke down that idol. We don't worship that God anymore. You can't serve God and mammon. You must decide what image you put on the inside, on the, on the, in front of you. We placed a kingdom image on the, in, on, on the, in front of us. We're not backing down from what God has got for us and our family. We're not anxious in times of drought. Why? Because who we worship. Watch now. In the Gospels, it becomes really simple. It's, it's, it's really, it's taken a long time to make this thing really simple. The book of Matthew is, as it's written for us, this is the way it goes. Matthew is your king. He only tells you about a kingdom and a king that's come. So it's your belief system. So working your life and your children's lives and your prayer, this is the way it works. Matthew, Mark, look at John. That's where you start. Because in the beginning was the word. So in John chapter 3, did I say, when John begins to speak, he doesn't even speak about the genealogies and how Mary got pregnant and Elizabeth. And he doesn't go through all like, you know, trying to explain that thing, which is needed for us. John, the man of the spirit, the eagle man, he's the man that goes right into the heart of it and says, in the beginning was the word. And he brings you the word and begins to, when you study all that John documents, you'll just find God fusing himself with man and man getting better. You'll find, you know, water turning into wine. You'll find a man like Nicodemus. He's in John chapter, is he in John chapter 3 or John chapter 2? What is Nicodemus? I gave you a scripture early on. It's John chapter 3 verse 5. There we go. Jesus meets this man and says, Nicodemus is struggling with, with what God is doing in the earth. Jesus is doing in the earth. He says, and how can man be doing what you're doing? He says, unless God be with him. He says, listen, Jesus answered, Moses, surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit. That's where your beginning point is for every man. Make sure that you praise your husband and even your apostle. is filled with the spirit of God. Why? Because that's the beginning of beginnings. Because sons are led by the spirit of God. You're not driven by circumstances anymore. We're not driven by what the world has got to say. We start in the spirit. Come on, somebody. 
John is letting you know that you that is the causal realm that is the place that everything starts in and when the Spirit of the Lord is on the inside of you oh come on Gary and Liesl I've been praying for you I've been praying that you are filled with the Holy Ghost that your steps are ordered by the Lord sir that you're gonna rise up in the season and become what God has called you to be the devil is a liar he's letting you think that you can just walk on the ground and people can trample all over you it is your season jump to your feet there's a word from the Lord for you and your family in the season that you become what God has called you to be you were made for the air I noticed this thing when I went on holiday as I'm going through the airport and as we are sitting and we're watching every all the buildings we're driving to this place everything looked so large until we took off from that plane because what looks huge on the ground is so small in the air and i'm thinking i'm bigger than this i am better than this this is what the spirit of the lord will do for you that big bull that you got becomes a little bull in the presence someone's gonna shout a good amen if we can just get him to fly that's all john was saying just get them to fly show them who they really are they are born of the spirit they are children of the spirit when you get it right in the spirit you can command finances when you get it right in the spirit you're gonna command things they said no on the contract you're gonna turn around and say oh no 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 i am born of the spirit that which is born of god overcomes this world even your faith come on where's the people that are born of god Holy Ghost, help us this morning. So John says, Most assuredly, I said to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter and function in the kingdom of God. Because once I'm born again, I read the book of John, and I'll spend time in Matthew. And Matthew only tells you about a kingdom. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 1. So what he says. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Say with three, it's fine. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the Methodist church. Oh, theirs is Baptist. I'm a Baptist. Oh, oh theirs is, I'm, I'm a Lutheran. Denominations cannot solve this generation's problems, man. You need a kingdom in this place. You need the kingdom of God. Because the deficit in the man's spirit that he cannot move forward is not a Catholic church. It's not a Methodist church. This denominationalism has stopped us from taking ground and roaring the way we should. You need a kingdom. He said what a man is looking for is not a religion. Religion is the most useless activity. Useless. The deficit, the thing that a man is looking for. You ask any man. I'm looking for a place to have dominion, man. I'm looking for a place that I can walk in dominion and not look like an idiot and a fool amongst men the way we used to when we were not born again. 
because Adam never lost a religion Adam lost a kingdom so when Matthew comes and he begins to preach he says blessed is the one who is struggling to look for God because God's gonna give you a kingdom come on welcome to kingdom life embassy stop selling people religion stop telling them that they've got to do all kinds of crazy stuff teach your children teach that little boy that there is a king within him there is a lion within him there is something about him that needs him to get up from where he is and become what god has called him to be Adam had the very nature of God on the inside of him. Adam lost the nature of God and ended up being a coward and hid from God, hid from the voice of God. Because you don't understand when, when you're dealing with, with a born again believer and, and, and you get saved and you say yes to God and you begin to study the kingdom of God, you begin to understand why Matthew could say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness means to be rightfully positioned. It means to be aligned with authority. It means to be in right standing with God. It means correct fellowship. It means right relationship. You keep on telling that man. Why don't you behave, man? You keep telling this boy, come on, you, I, I, you must do right. The Bible doesn't say that. You don't do right and your life comes right. You believe right first. For right believing leads to right living. You don't fix things on the outside. You fix things on the inside. Because the nature of a sinner is to sin. So why are we surprised when the sinners are sinning? Look, if you don't like a dog barking, I suggest you don't buy one. It's his nature. So when you get born again, God does something which the Bible calls a deposit. He imputes righteousness to you. He puts this nature of the lion on the inside of you. So that you can function right in the earth. So that when God tells you this is your work and this is how I'm going to make you a multi-millionaire. Everybody that's not born again or struggling even with their image, I tell you that in the next six months you'll be a multi-millionaire and you go like, oh, I hope so. And yet the righteous who are bold as a lion will get up from there and say, actually this word is for me. Because listen, when my image is right, I can go in as the ox onto the land God told me to go and work. And I can step into what God has got for me. And no man's going to stop me. Because I have a word of the Spirit. 
and so the nature on the inside of me makes me bold as a lion and I can get up and I can become what God has called me to be so I walk into those boardrooms and say God this is my deal oh my God I thank you this one's profitable if the Lord said it's overseas then I'm gonna learn how much is the euro today how much is the dollar today I'm gonna find what it takes to get on the other side because my spirit be seated write this down so you know the day of Pentecost the Holy Ghost comes and fills them and they become bold and they can do what God has called them to do and they go home to be with the Lord giving God praise and glory You, if you don't get this right, forget about this. Forget about marriage. Forget about your work. Forget forget about the things that you are dreaming about. Because that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You need to stay in the word. If you have stolen someone's identity, you've robbed them of their destiny. When they sold slaves, they gave the masters their identity. You are still a slave if you don't know who you are. Your your identity is still in the hands of, of the devil. And you can't go anywhere. He's going to control where you eat, where you sleep, where you work, and how much you earn. Because the very first gift God gave you was His image. And if you don't fix it there, you can, you can say, but you know this, you know, but, but honey, I want this from you. I, I can't give it to you. I'm not saved. I don't have the image right on the inside of me. You're making demands on the man. He can't give you anything. You're praying in the wrong direction. You're asking for things. You don't get what you want. You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. Holy Ghost. Please give me Judges chapter 6, verse 11. Judges chapter 6, verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to the Joash the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress. Something completely wrong with that. Because you're in the wrong field, hiding from the devil. In order to hide it from the Midianites. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you. He has to fix his image. He calls him 
a mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, oh, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why are we going through this trouble? Then why has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which your fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us. Listen, look where his mentality is. And delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the, then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. And you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Now we know the reason why many men don't go. When God has sent them. When God says go into my fields. When God says you are a multimillionaire. When God says go and take care of the communities. When God says go and build and do what I told you to do. How can I, then he turns around and he says, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan. Now listen to where he's going. What's he dealing with? His image. He says, My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. Listen to his image. So man's made in the image of God and in his likeness. Image has got to do with the class. Likeness has got to do with his ability to function. Image has got to do with the class. That is your ability to function. The reason why men aren't functioning the way they should is because there's an image issue. You must teach your boys that they are made the righteousness of God. Stop telling you, you sinner. No, you're the righteousness of God, son. And that's the reason why. You see, you, you see, we don't pray to make us righteous. But praying is what the righteous do. We don't give to make to become righteous. Son. But giving is what the righteous do. Oh yes, baby, you're going to hear me today. We don't fast to become righteous. But fasting is what the righteous do. I've got my image right. And you're not going to stop me from coming into what God has got for me. I feel the anointing. Let this thing break this morning. So he's standing and hiding behind the fact that there's a lion on the inside of him. But he's making every excuse not to go, not to become, not to become the man God created him to be. It's because on the inside of him, all he remembers is, I'm the least in my family. And in, in my clan, I'm the weakest. And so every excuse not to become is found not there, it's here. He's not doing it because he doesn't know who he is. If sinners sin, why are we surprised? If you're the righteousness of God, the righteous are as bold as what? So don't get mad at me if I roll a little bit. Let's deal with that inferiority complex. That Gideon struggled with. That many men are struggling with. Inferiority complex. If you don't address that thing inside of you. Listen to what Brandon said this week. The Apostle, Apostle B. is so interesting. He says, if you're bound by your sense of inferiority, your discernment will always judge and criticize the bold, the confident, the wealthy, the popular, the big, the learned, and the influential.
anytime you're sitting with an inferiority complex, you think the man that's sitting on the top of the mountain is something, someone special. And you can criticize and judge. Oh, but now you're traveling overseas again. You know, why, why does he preach like that? There's a big, huge difference between arrogant and being confident. I got no confidence in my flesh. I trust the Holy Ghost on the inside of me that will make me bold in whatever I'm dealing with so I can enter into what God has got for us and function the way God called us to be. Is any man getting it this morning? Is, is there a man that's going to get this this morning? That when we break the inferiority complex off from that man, you just let him loose. I am telling you, I, I've been to the lions last year and we went and we slept amongst the lions. And I am telling you, there better be a fence around that thing. Because when you come close to that thing, it's like, oh Lord, don't open up. Are you sure that thing is locked? Don't, don't, can we come near there? I mean, you go and stand. You're taking a photo with the lions. Listen to me. Truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Just set it loose. You see, once you develop that man the way God intended, you'll never have to stop him. You just set him loose. And you watch him become what God has called him to be. You raise up that boy with the right image on the inside of him that when he walks and people to say things in that, in whatever classroom and say, you know, you come from a monkey, you'll be able to stand up and say, um, you speaking rubbish. With all respect, teacher. Don't raise him up to accept all kinds of nonsense. You, you watch the lion. Listen, the lion's got to do with territory. Personally, I'm very territorial. Not over things. My belief system. I protect it with everything inside of me. People put all kinds of nonsense on social media. I laugh at them. You believe that rubbish? You think I'm going to jump onto every bandwagon and correct you? Listen, a lion doesn't go hunting for sports. A lion goes hunting when he's hungry. When I get in on a thing and I say I give myself to this thing, we're going to find results. That elephant, listen, listen, listen. We behave what we believe. This lion is not the tallest. He's not the fastest. He's not the smartest. He's not the biggest. And yet he is called the king of the jungle. Why? Because he believes he is. Your belief system as a man becomes everything. And what's the enemy doing? He's trying to rob you from your self-image every single season. Now you feel timid, especially sin. There's two places. There's two places. One is sin because sin makes cowards of men. It makes you a coward. That's why the first thing, just repent quickly, man. Learn to apologize quickly. Say, go before the Lord. And just say, God, I'm sorry. This is not me. Because righteous people live righteously. Sinners sin. But the righteous, they're not just bold. We live righteously. I say it again to you. It's not that we are sinless. It's that we sin less and less 
and less. We become more what God has called us to be. So that man, when he gets to the top, he's not embarrassed by anything. He's not being locked away for stuff. He is walking in the fullness of God's blessing and is becoming the man that God has called him to be. It does not start on the mountain. It starts in the image of the man. And when you fix that inside of your boys and your girls, at least she knows what she's looking for. You've not been given a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You are not confused about who you are. Come on. You need to understand that your children are not confused about who they are. I am not confused of who I am. Come on. If the boy is saying, Mommy, I'm not sure who I am. You say, Boy, look down right here. And I'll show you who you are. There's no confusion in this place. You are the righteousness of God. You can tell that boy. Take that bag and that lipstick away. We take away the first and we establish the second. Here's the image that you are. Gideon goes looking for more men. God takes 32,000 men, dwindles the army down to 300 and says, you don't need so many men. What you need is your image fixed. Because me and you, we're the majority. And we're going to get this thing done because it's just me and God. Come on, somebody. We are the men that are trying to find more buddies and trying to connect with more people. And I must have more friends. And I want to show you how many friends I got. Oh, no, I don't have many friends. But I do have God on my side. And I am the righteousness of God. And everything's going to be all right. And you will see me in the next season. I'm going to take another step higher in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to climb to the next level. You ain't going to stop me. Everybody shouted an amen. I was teaching on inferiority. So either man doesn't know who he is. That's why he's not functioning. Or there's sin. So he needs to repent. Here's where we're going to. <laughs> the statement from him inferiority is the flesh seeking legitimacy and hiding behind the guise of discernment Ooh. smallness and insignificance is not humility it's a false safe space wow that's good man. wow that's good inferiority when God told you I'll make you a great nation I'll bless you I'll make you famous the scripture says and I'll make you distinguished why are you afraid of that why are you afraid to become what God has called you to be whose lies have you taken in and you're the, the, the robbing of your self image Gideon never needed more men he needed the right self image So what does God do? How do we fix this thing? I've got a few minutes to share that. We'll add on some more on, on, on Wednesday. How do we break this thing? Because that's more important. How would you break the inferiority complex on a man's life? You see, I can travel the globe. Um, we went to Capri. Capri, you must take your wives to Capri. Oh, they shocked. 
At least wives say amen. Agree with the brother here. Come on, you're gonna help the brothers here. So, so, so you go to Sorrento, and in, at Sorrento, um, you know, all happening over there. But my wife wants to go to Capri, and so it's a, it's a maybe a 40-minute boat trip to the island of Capri. And in there, I mean, the the who's who stays there. It's like, and getting to the top, every kind of brand that you're looking for, top brand, it's there. It's the place. It's the most expensive place. And so, you know, you go and hang out there and uh, need to take some photos there and go and experience that. And I tell another couple about my experience. What happens inside of a couple at that moment is straight away an inferiority complex can kick in. So nobody can make you feel inferior without your permission. So now, straight away, because you're in a certain place and you've experienced something and I've not been, something happens to us. There's a reason why I'm telling you you must travel. Here's your scripture for today. Job 13, 2. How do I fix the inferiority complex inside of the man? What did Jesus do? What, would do? what do we do? Please, everybody read with me. One, two. What you know, I also know I'm not inferior to you. When I take that couple, not more than that, imagine that couple, they earn their own money. They get their own breakthrough. I teach them how to get their breakthrough. They book their own ticket. Nobody, no handouts. No, no somebody dropping something for you. I'm talking about a man that gets up and I teach him about breakthrough. I teach him about how to, um, you know, give him understanding. And he goes and he flies with his wife overseas. Ladies, you should be shouting right now. And he goes to Capri and he takes a boat. And this time he doesn't take a, a group boat. He takes a private boat. And he gets to Capri and he goes and he enjoys, takes his photos, comes back, has his moment on there with his wife, comes back and we sit and we're having lunch back in South Africa. And when we're having conversation, does he feel inferior to me? Why? Because what you know, I know. I'm not inferior to you. So you break the inferiority complex over a man by giving him information and letting him experience the breakthrough the way that you experienced it. The way you fix that inferiority complex on the inside of the man is that you give him the understanding is number one. So you, you shouldn't be worried about where I went to. You should ask me how I got it. Come on, somebody, every man, you need to understand that success leaves clues, man. I don't want Dr. Winston's jet. I don't want his more. All I want to know is how did you get it? Because if I can study and if I can pray and if I can know what to do, I'm not inferior to you. I can get mine also. Everybody shouted amen in the church. You need information. So if I give you the revelation that I got, and if I pray with you and I let you see your breakthrough, when you get your stuff, 
You're never going to have to come back to me and ask me for. Can you give me more? The problem with hand-me-outs or hand-me-downs are the stuff that people wore that you get. I come from it from my family. I had a cousin that was older than me, bigger than me, and I couldn't wait to go to their house on a Sunday afternoon if mom and them were going to do it that month. Because they were generous people, man, and I loved them. And they would go and open up the drawers and they would know and they say, will this fit you, son? Oh, take this, take this. And it was so wonderful. But living on hand-me-downs is a terrible mental damage. What you need is to get your own stuff. I don't want to, okay, so can mommy, can you just, can you just fix this here? Because, you know, it looks like Michael Jackson. It's like, can you, can you just, okay, stitch this at the back and, and, and just make this a little smaller. And No, no, I look a little bit. So, uh, so you're going to make these adjustments based on someone else's image. Yet when you come to the kingdom of God, there's a perfect fit for you. Everything about God, it's exactly who I am. Oh, I love who I am. Come on. Because God never made a mistake. I'm made in the image of Almighty God. And when I step into my destiny, I'm going to owe no man a thank you. I'm going to walk into what God has got for me. And I'm going to take my family with me. And I'm taking Kingdom Life Embassy with me. My sons and my daughters, we're going to step into greatness. Our children are going to know who they are. We're going to experience the glory of God. Not because we got it there, but because we got it here. Your days of getting someone else's image is over. You go to God, He made you with that personality, He made you with that gifts. He knows exactly what you need and He knows the field that's going to reward you, that's going to return the blessing of the Lord. Come on somebody, you were supposed to live life at the top. You were supposed to become all that God has called you to be. Oh, my time is up. Come on, just shout this morning and give God some praise. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. So he, God, capital He, made Him Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. That's why you might have done what they said you've done. But you are not who they say you are. You are the righteousness of God. I am speaking to every man in this place. Every boy and every girl, every woman. Stop holding his past against him, man. If he's struggled in his flesh and he, he made a mistake, you can't keep holding that against him. Go back to the place and say, but son, are you not the righteousness of God? But my husband, uh, you can pray because uh, it's the fervent prayer of the righteous uh, that avails much, my husband. Uh, of course, when you pray over my family, I got no right to come into your home and just take over your home. No, he is a lion by himself in that home. Uh, I got no right to 
come into his territory because he's been given authority over his home and so your prayers are more powerful than mine because it is your home it is your domain you were made to walk in victory you were made to walk in dominion that wherever you step I can't come into your business and take over your business I can only come in with your permission the devil can't come in without your permission you need to know that you are the righteousness of God you need to know that you can't stop my progress anymore the things that God has got for me I'm coming in and I'm not gonna back down because these things belong to me there's a shout in this house make a deposit into your spirit and make you right with him why to break that inferiority complex now what you know I also know what I know you know Any father that sits his children down and starts to speak about how terrible his wife is or their mother is or has an adult conversation with a child is not a real man. Why do I say that? Because God your father does not have fellowship with children. A child needs two things. Correction, direction, playtime. You need somebody to go and sit with as a man. Your, your fellow man. You can't use children and dump all kinds of junk on them that only adults are supposed to deal with. Your father doesn't come and tell you and, 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 and skinner or, or gossip about someone else before you. He'll never do it. So even the problems that you have, even me as a leader, I'm Moses. You can't get mad at the people. If you want any answers, come and speak to the rock. Because the father will have no fellowship with children, only with sons. Because when my image is right, I become an extension of my father in the earth. I represent him in the earth. So what is Jesus going to do? Don't let the enemy fight you for what I just told you. How can you just be made righteous? How can, how can it just happen that way? You need to ask, they say, so you're the righteousness of God. Yeah, when I pray, something must happen. I'm the righteousness of God. They said, how can it be? No, no, I speak to my father. How can it be? You, you know the things that you did wrong. How can you? you know, then you explain to him, righteousness is in right standing with God. And I'm good with God. God's good with me. How can it be? Since you messed up. And last night you even sinned. It's the nature. 
that God imputes inside of us. Your answer to anybody that's questioned, even the devil. How, how do you think you can be righteous and in right standing with God? You ask the question, how can a child that's not even, that's never sinned, comes out of the womb and is called a sinner? Never sinned once. Because of the nature inside of that child. That's why you must be born again. So when you get, when you get born, you have the nature of a sinner. It's, you don't have to teach a child to be selfish. You raise them up and you see, oh, they struggle to fight you for everything. When you impute, when you get saved, something gets deposited on the inside of you. Proverbs 30, 30, please. Something happened to me, man. Some of you don't understand that I could not speak at school. The work, the burden I was supposed to carry to a generation was my ability to speak. And when God called me to speak, I said, how can it be? You call me to be a pastor, I can't even speak to myself properly. To my wife. To anybody publicly. How? My timidity. The enemy worked me over that I couldn't even go out at night. When the sun set, I was at home. Everybody's playing outside and playing in the dark. I couldn't stomach it. I was fearful of dying my whole life. The enemy worked me over and over around my self-image. That all I wanted to do was, I just didn't want to be broke. I don't have to speak. Give me a computer. I'll, I'll learn. I'll, 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 I'll write programs. You tell me what to do. I'll give you. You pay me end of the month. We're good. Good. See you next month. We'll go again. That wasn't my work. That was my job. Your job is what they pay you to do. Your work is what you were born to do. I could not come into my work. Your work is the thing that is connected to your personality, to your gift. But if the enemy has taken your gift and robbed you your whole life, and you're so timid, I, I'm, I'm going to speak. I'm going to try and speak. No, 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 just fix the image on the inside of you. When God fixed this thing, you're suffering under it now. Because it's so late and we're still preaching. A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. You can't touch my family and I not respond. You can't come and touch the ministry and the sons and daughters. Someone came and said, I, you, I, you know, you're, not my, you're not my pastor. I said, I am a pastor of some other people and I'll fight for them. You don't believe I fight for you? And God will send us to certain places and say, I want this thing done in my work. You don't back down. Why? Because I go back and fix the image and the Lord says, but you're a lion. And a lion which is mighty among beasts and it does not turn away from any. We don't back down. I've got a word for you. You're breaking at inferiority complex today. In the name of Jesus, you're going to jump to your feet and begin to believe this morning that you were born for such a time as this and you're not backing down from your assignment. Come on, shout and give a roar in this place.
Listen to me, sons. Adam never worked a job one day in his life until he lost his image. Adam never worked one day. He had three things in place. More than that, he was in right standing with God, so he was in fellowship with God. He could hear God. God could hear him, and they got communication, so there was fellowship. His relationship with God was intact. He had his assignment from God done. And he had all the provisions around him. When your image is right, you watch God take 32,000 people and say, give them 300 only. Because you get done, you, you do more with less. When your image is right. You begin to attract all kinds of blessing. When your image is right. Condemnation is the cancer of the spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Please, everybody aloud. Let's go. There is therefore now, no, no, say it loud. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Because condemnation lets you know you can't receive anything from God. When you have righteousness, you start to attract all kinds of blessing and favor because God surrounds the righteous with favor like a shield. Someone's got to hear the word this morning. They, they don't want to help you, but they don't have a choice. They don't like you, but they will keep sowing, they'll keep giving, they'll keep helping you because you are the righteousness of God. Come on, lift up your voice, lift up your hand and break that inferiority because what you're getting from your apostle this morning is that what I know, you know, you're not inferior to me. We are family and that's what Jesus did. Oh Lord, lift your hands everybody online. Father, today in the name of Jesus, the lion that is within is going to begin to roar in every man, every boy, every girl, every woman in this place. I know we're speaking to men, but for every woman that has been timid and fearful and anxious, this is directed at the men, but you made in the image of Almighty God. You're not inferior to anybody. There is no condemnation for those in Christ. And today the sons and daughters are rising up, knowing who they are. We have a big brother, his name is Jesus. We have a father in heaven, our identity is okay. 
He's good with us. We're good with Him. We are the righteousness of God. We are in right standing with God. That as we pray, we always receive those things we prayed for. We are the righteousness of God. Every head bowed and eye closed. The only prayer that God hears from a sinner is a prayer of repentance. You were not made to be. You were not made for problems, man. You were made to be a problem solver. But the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you is what gives you victory. You must be born again, otherwise you cannot see the kingdom. For everyone that's not born again, I pray for you this morning. That you would give your heart to Jesus. That you would make him Lord of your life. That you would allow the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. That you would allow God to do a brand new work for if any man be in Christ. He becomes a brand new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. But you must be born again. Otherwise you cannot see this level of breakthrough for any man. If that's you this morning. Every head bowed and eye closed. You need to make right with the Lord online in the house. Please lift your hand and I'll pray for you and say, Lord, I need to make right with you this morning. If that's you this morning, lift your hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You lifted your hand. Should have lifted your hand. Please step forward and let's make right with the Lord this morning. You struggle with your image. Let's just come and I'll pray for you. I'll, I'll pray for you. Come. Come, 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 come. Come, they come. They come. They coming. They coming. The men are coming. The men are coming. Don't let the enemy taunt you anymore. Don't let the enemy taunt you anymore. The days of the enemy taunting the men of God are over. I am telling you, you will, you will know exactly who you are, sir. There's things on the inside of you that you are made for greatness. There is nothing about your life that you're supposed to be a struggle and a fight. You were supposed to live at the top. The way God intended. You were not made for struggle. You were made for triumph. Let's pray this together. And everybody online, let's pray this together. Or everybody, reach out your hands and let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Today I invite you into my heart. Wash me in your precious blood. Give me a brand new start. I believe you. That you are the son of a living God. Live large in me. And let me become all you created me to be. In Jesus mighty name. Thank you Lord. For saving me. Amen. And amen. We're coming. I said we're coming. I said we're coming. We're coming with the goods. We're coming with our families. We're coming with our health. We're coming with our communities, our children's children. We are coming. Everybody shout amen. You must be born again. I'm so excited. I have a pastor right there. Pastor Brian, just for two minutes, going to just get your names. We're going to pray with you. Tell you the next steps. But I am promising you, you stick around. We're going to build every image on, right on the inside of you. I am telling you, every woman. Are you married, sir? You're not married. You're engaged. Every woman is looking for this man. Any woman? Are you with me? Every woman is looking for this man. We are on our way. We're not yet there. 
We're not where we want to be, but we're not where we used to be. We've come a long way. But we're coming. And everybody said, Amen. There's money on the inside of you. There's things that God has called you to do. And we're going to build this thing together for the glory of God. Please, just spend time with Pastor Brian. I see numbers, Brian. Name, spend some time there. Let's have communion together as a family. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Good morning. Hallelujah. Have some worship. Let's magnify the Lord. Let's just have communion together as a family. Everybody online, get your communion elements. Let us, let us do this. You are, you are born of a different family. You are born of the Spirit. to a certain church and I think it was for a funeral or something like that and they had communion and they told you if you're not part of our denomination please do not come up here you must be born again man and when you get born again you form part of the family and when you come into the kingdom of God that we have, like you go and work for a company, you ask, so I'm signing up and I'm working for you. What are the benefits? Psalm 103 tells you, man. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who heals all your diseases, cleanses all your iniquities, redeems your life from destruction, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. There are, there are benefits that for those that belong to the house of God. If you're born again, you take yourself some elements, you take yourself some communion, and you let's have fellowship with one another and with our God. And know that, you know, when I eat this bread this morning, it can't be separated from me anymore. His body is what we partake in because he, we are by His stripes. We are here. These are the benefits. You belong to a family. And you are healed. And you are favored. And the hand of the Lord is upon your life. Paul put it this way. He says, that which I have received from the Lord. Condemnation means I can't receive from the Lord. When I got sick, the first thing God dealt with me was not my sickness. He dealt with the fact that I felt condemned. Because when you're condemned, you can't receive from the Lord. Adam couldn't receive anymore from the Lord. You stand here as the righteousness of God, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And therefore, you can receive everything that your, your big brother has done. That which I receive from the Lord, that I give unto you. Receive this morning your healing. Hmm.
amazing God and we love you. And we honor you, Lord. At this table, we honor you. As sons and daughters, we honor you. Your forgiveness, the precious blood of Jesus, receive what is done for you. Receive his forgiveness. Now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, thank you for healing and favor. Your blessing upon the sons and daughters. All that you promised for the house of God. We are delivered from every kind of wickedness and perversion. Everything illegal, unlawful, unrighteous, wicked, perverse, unholy, impure is removed from our presence. Every kind of infirmity, any kind of weakness, now turned into a strength. Every infirmity broken from our lives. Victory commanded for every household, our homes, our families, this ministry and our future. We thank you, Father, for every man, every boy has been raised in this season to become what you've called them to be, that the image is right on the inside of them, that they become all that you've called them to be and function the way you've designed them to function. I bless your wonderful name today. I give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord. We receive all that you have for us. We are the righteousness of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated for a minute. Let's receive an offering for all your giving. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew 6, 33. Listen to this. Seek first. This is your scripture to deliver you and your family and your home. You want to see these things that people are looking and bragging about, that they're working hard for? You want to see all of this come into your life, be added into your life? Here's the, here's the key. I left the job and I'm saying, God, where am I going to get the money? I need to work. I'll help you. I'll work harder and I'll have the job and I'll preach. The Lord says, it doesn't work like that, son. To you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. If you seek first the kingdom of God, if you put it in the first place, if you put my kingdom first and get the image right, you will never have to pay to Caesar what he demands from you every season. Because I'll make sure while everybody is struggling and the world is struggling because you are in the kingdom of God, seek first the kingdom of God and not your righteousness. His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you i'm living proof i left a very very well-paying job to come into my work i made the kingdom first followed the holy ghost with the vision and i'm watching what god's doing with my family and my home and i'm living proof it is possible no 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 be do better than that it is the kingdom is a real place the kingdom is a real place with real resources real provision open doors come on it's a real place where all these things uh, that the world keeps working for 
is added in your life your tithes and your offerings lets you know who you pay homage to when I put my tithes and offerings aside and saying God you first his kingdom is first God will take care of my business because his kingdom is first are you with me I pray a blessing upon your giving I pray a blessing upon your priorities that you put the kingdom of God first and all these things shall be added unto you father bless your people in the giving in Jesus mighty name amen you keep your mind that's what you do that's what Stand and receive the blessing of the Lord. Don't let the enemy ever rob you from who you really are. Don't let him touch your identity. If you're going to fight for anything, fight for your identity. You can lose a house, you can lose a job, you can lose, you can lose a, a whole lot. Just don't let him touch your identity. People will tell you that when things started burning in the house, the first thing they wanted was their IDs. Because if I got my ID, I can get my stuff back. Anything I lost, I can get it back. Because I have my ID. I can still travel. I can still buy. Because I know who I am. Everybody shout, I know who I am. You are the righteousness of God. Don't worry about the other stuff there. Fix that. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You will experience the glory of God wherever you go. Go and tell the world, man, that Jesus came back to restore their identity. Fix it on inside of that man. Before he gets married, before he wants children, before he's struggling to try and make life work, give him his identity. Father, bless your people from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Thank you, Jesus. You are our identity. Thank you that you made us the righteousness of God. We walk in victory every day. We have favor. We attract your goodness wherever we go. We are the righteousness of God. You are protected and you are preserved. The Lord bless you this week and bless you abundantly. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen and amen. God bless you.